0: From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Yeah, welcome, Comedy Zone Podcast. Me, Brian, Spencer, in the house. Yay. It's game time, bitches. Jesus Christ. That's from uh Empire. I watched I, <laughs> They got this, have you seen Empire, Spencer? No. Oh, this this you know this is a cultural phenomenon.
1: Is it on TV right now?
0: It's one of the most watched television shows I in don't the history. Have cable, so. No, no, it's on Fox.
1: Oh, I don't have basic cable either
0: well, you just don't have t v yeah not
1: I don't know why I just uh, my t v doesn't pick up basic cable
0: I think you I think the uh the phrase is I don't have shit yeah exactly. yeah because you don't you can't watch anything I
1: just watch Netflix.
0: The, oh so you do the internet Netflix deal? yeah,
1: I don't have like I just don't have anything else
0: That's what I used to do before my wife came in the picture, and then she was like, no, we need <laughs> all these channels all I, your
1: fancy lawyer money
0: I, pff, please tell it to Sally Mae. So yeah, so Empire, that's that and the zombies. Walking Dead. Mm. Those are the two.
1: I can't believe that's still going on. How long has that been? That?
0: I think. They've been killing Season, them zombies. Like they've been killing zombies about 5 seasons now. Mm. About 5 seasons.
1: How do you think it's going to anything? Everyone's just going to die.
0: You know, I don't know. I don't want it to go away. <laughs> I really don't. I did this they have a place in my heart. I just love because that show is wild. Because you don't know what they're gonna do next. Do you do you watch it, Brian? Uh,
2: I watched the first season, and then just kind of went. Eh.
0: You know, I'm okay uh, if I don't if I don't see anymore. Uh so no, you don't watch it. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so so I yeah. So I enjoy I enjoy Walking Dead. I and Empire is one of those shows where like let's be clear, uh, the acting for the most part is terrible. Mm. Like I, it's, it's bad. Taraji Henson. Taraji P is good. Shouts out to Howard University. Proud uh, graduate, Taraji. Uh, Taraji's good. Terrence Howard is hit or miss depending on what he's trying to do. Like this past episode, he was releasing a rap album from prison, and he sounded like a 50-year-old man trying to rap. I got my grind on. I'm getting going, y'all. It's what's it's going down, man. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. <laughs> I looked at my wife like, because my wife is the type where she – can't be critical of something she likes. Like mm-hmm. she either likes it or she doesn't. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I can love something, but see all the bullshit in it. You yeah. know, like you know what I mean? Like that's so Empire's like that. Like I watch it, just like the HBO show Ballers. I watch that too. That show's terrible.
1: I've never even heard of that show.
0: Well it's got the rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson the Rock. Yeah. And he just okay I'm just going to say it. He has a magnetic smile.
2: Yeah. He has yeah, a magnetic smile. His guy.
0: personality I watch it to see him and maybe some NFL players I know. Mm-hmm. I watch Ballers. Ballers is terrible. The script is terrible. <laughs> the acting's bad. Everything's bad. It's just naked women in Miami doing coke. That's the whole show. And an occasional contract signing. That's the whole show. <laughs> it sounds
1: very exciting.
0: And I tune in every week <laughs> religiously to see the same shit.
1: That's ridiculous. Yes. and I then, don't know if I have a show like that where I just You don't have anything like,
0: you hate? Well, not hate watch, but.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Oh, I do. The Comedy's Own Podcast. Yeah, there you awesome. go. Right. Every time I, I hear this, this thing. Yeah. No. Um, I have Pretty Little Liars. I w- started watching it with my mom, like, ironically, like, it was the worst thing. They're over actors. They're supposed to be teenagers and they're all in their 20s. And we were watching it and we, were, we started to like enjoy it. And then by the end of it, we're like, what is happening next? We got real obsessed. <laughs> Same with uh, another one. What's it, what, it's, not, it's a reality show. Oh, Toddlers and Tears. Oh, be like my God. My not that. They, they, not it's that. so funny, though. My mom and I like to watch things. We we always watch things to make fun of them. Like that's a, oh. that's why we like horror movies and stuff mm. like that. The worse, the better. Uh, and that was one that we just love. We I feel like we laugh more so how, than any other show.
0: How do y'all watch it together? Do y'all meet up, call um, on the phone? Well, it was
1: what? when I I didn't I haven't seen that in a while. It's when I lived at well I didn't live at home, but like during the summers. You okay. know what I mean? I would go home uh, from college. And we would watch it together, and should we like save them, all of them up and just have marathons and crack up? They're they're so funny, and you know. Just they're so funny. Go back and forth, funny. making
0: fun of the shows. Exactly. That's yeah. like mystery science theater. Remember that anybody? Yeah, and
1: if my mom and I recorded ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet it would be entertaining to at least some people.
0: Well, yeah, this. Well, me and me and my wife are kind of like that. Except I'm making fun of it, and she's going shut up. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Show, the shows on.
1: Yeah, I so, I've been around people like that. can like, yeah. can you just watch it?
0: But I but I I just feel like people should be able to love something but admit this is stupid. Yeah, like my football fandom is stupid. Like I understand that it makes no sense for me to jump up and down over people uh, running a ball up and down some grass. I know that's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's my thing. It's and people can't admit that you know their shit because I because or like or and this is okay. This dovetails right into this. Tyler Perry debate that people have. There's this There's this debate, particularly in the black community about Tyler Perry's movies. <laughs> and you have some that say, it's funny, it's fun, I love them, and then you got another faction that's like, this is buffoonery. Yeah. It makes us look bad, it takes us back 100 years, blah, 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 blah. So you have those two people. I'm of the opinion that everyone has their own form of Whatever it is. Some Tyler Perry movies I like, some I don't like. But he has an audience that loves it. Yeah. So who am I to walk in and go, oh, this is. He's setting us
1: back.
3: Yeah, he's he's,
0: he's setting us back. Like if a television show is setting you back as a people, (laughs) you weren't that far ahead. Yeah. Like a TV show shouldn't be able to do that, you
1: know what I mean? Like, <laughs> See, honey, that's how they all are,
0: <laughs> right? Like that's the, that's the thing. Like if, if if a television show, then America is in the toilet. Yeah. Like if you need that to tell you that you know, because there's,
1: there's just as there's there's no safe race, <laughs> you know what I mean when it comes to stupid television shows. Yeah, yeah,
0: so, like. All of it, all of that stuff. The Kardashians. That exactly. show's sure ridiculous. I mean, what are
1: they? What are they? Getting? I don't know what that is. So it's setting it back. They're setting them back. They are setting. <laughs> ar- are they are. S- I know they're
0: <laughs> setting Armenians back. Um, there you right? go. They're setting Armenians back. Are they so, Armenian? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I What's just you? asked you that, and you just said you did. Did, did you just hear that whole? thing? Yeah, that's what I
0: heard. Hold on, What happened? What she said?
1: <laughs> I said, "What are like? What are they?" And you said, "I don't know." And then, oh, I
0: thought you meant like, are they some hoes? Are they stupid? I didn't know what you meant by "what are they." <laughs>
1: Are are they they some some hoes, hoes? Why would that be my question?
3: <laughs> that's what most people are I
0: I don't know.
1: Hey, are they some hoes? <laughs> and your answer was I don't know. <laughs> i w I'm
0: not I only saw the one tape. I don't know if Kim's a hoe. I only hoes? saw one instance. You know? That's like a
1: that's not a question I have ever asked or will ever ask. It was such hey, such a, a hoe. They some hoes? <laughs> it's just a weird question. Who'd have you to ask that when
0: you met my wife?
1: Hey, she a hoe? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, but yeah, they are meaning Okay, yeah, yeah, they
0: are setting them back. They are, they yeah. That's what I <laughs> never, I well, never. Poor host, too, that. for that matter. Yeah, yeah, or, poor host. Yeah, yeah uh, you can't. Well, you can set. Yeah, host. Giving the hoes a bad name. <laughs> Does anybody admit they're a hoe? Like I've never I seen did. anybody yeah. go on a hoe actually. I,
1: I, all the time. <laughs> no, like, shut have up. Have you ever? You don't have Tumblr. Tumblr is like, I. It's geared towards. I think high schoolers or something mm-hmm. but there's a whole bunch of there's like this whole sub generation of i'm slutty and proud and like a i can work yeah i mean that that damn. happens there's all these pictures it, tumblr's weird because you'll be scrolling down and it's like oh this is a really cute dog picture you know what i mean and then you look under that and you're like oh this is a political statement and then under that it's just like hardcore porn what <laughs> know, it's uh. a very very strange system tumblr yeah tumblr i get things pop up that i just don't want to see oh. <laughs>
0: damn y'all. But that, I think
1: it's for high schoolers. Do you guys use Tumblr? It's a blog. Mm-mm. I, sw- I, I think it's for high schoolers. I just started it.
0: All all I know is uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yep. That's all you need. That's all, what uh, about apparently I need more because this Tumblr sounds fascinating. Well, <laughs> sure, I mean there's other
2: places where you can you know you can dip your toes into, but but I don't I w- yeah I mean the big three are.
1: Well, that the thing about Tumblr is uh, you put a video up there or something like that, and then it gets thousands of views. They'll like watch it. So they love short videos or something like that. So you put something like that on it. It it, it leads to your other stuff. People will go watch. Um, you can like screenshot your Twitter and stuff like that. That's why I use it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, that's, a, see, I, that's the, see, that's kind of stuff I want to understand and be involved with, but I'm just, I missed my, ch- I missed my time. I'm just behind now. There's so much of it. Yeah.
2: I think that's the problem is, is it's, you know, it's overwhelming.
0: When I was young, but when I was younger, it wasn't. Like, it all, I was, hey, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Oh, you ain't on this? You don't know about this? You ain't on this? And now it's just like, man, I missed all that. When I was younger, we had to actually talk to people.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: it was rough. It was rough. It's different now, huh? It's completely different. I can't imagine what it's like to grow up now. I can't either
1: because you know, yeah. well no, I I really didn't. I didn't You get, are No. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't have like internet on my phone or anything when I was thirteen. Or I didn't have the internet like at
2: all. Imagine imagine Spencer writing a paper for school without the internet.
1: I wrote many a paper for school without the internet. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Up till like middle school. <laughs> yeah, I used books. You read the book and then you write the paper.
0: Oh, you were the outcast then. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, wasn't I know the outcast. most of your class. <laughs> that was used the that. net. Mm mm. No way! I remember when your your porn was on VHS, yeah, or, and you had or, to hide it. Or uh, uh, what were they called, magazines? Ma- <laughs> what were they? Remember those Hustler. magazines? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> where you, you had to steal yeah. your dad's porn. I, I think everybody, <laughs> I, I think everybody had a dad or uncle that had the porn magazine stashed in the bathroom. Yeah, it was our neighbor's older brother. Case, <laughs> said, yeah.
1: My dad's a priest.
0: For real? He didn't so have he any porn. so he really hid his. Yeah, I guess been, so. Oh man. That's under the floorboards.
1: I found a book when I was ten once called "The Joy of Sex." It was, it was very jarring. I read the whole thing. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. Well, I wasn't that confused. I, knew, I my parents talked to me about it, like not the book. They didn't know I found the book, but like talked to me about sex when I was really little, so I wasn't surprised. But I didn't know until I watched porn when I was like thirteen by accident that people like moved.
0: Hold on, hold on, okay, I, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot to, to deconstruct. So. How old were you when they had the birds and the bees talk with you?
1: I don't know, like six, five.
0: Oh, they really didn't want you to be old.
1: <laughs> they just wanted me to be informed. They didn't want me walking they around like, what's to... <laughs> happening?
0: Yo, so you would yeah, walk around eight years old knowing what the sex game was about?
1: Yeah, and that, I feel like that's good. You should do that because then you, people know if you're getting touched on un- inappropriately. You know no, what I mean. I
0: know you were the pod piper of your elementary school. Just <laughs> no, everyone, everyone
1: I lived in New York. Everyone in there, <laughs> they knew. What? Everyone knew. I, my friend, tried to make me watch porn in second grade. Like it was, it wasn't a thing. <laughs> I feel like growing I up. I had New no
0: York. idea what sex was. I was touching private parts, but I didn't know. Yeah, what it was. I still have
2: a lot of questions. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, still, do it's some still not completely clear to me what, what's how, going on, how it all yeah. works. <laughs> what the, yeah, I know there's kind of there's a yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Speaking of uh, not knowing much about sex, they're roasting <laughs> me next week at uh, I have a roast. Mm-hmm. My first roast. Right. I'm being roasted.
1: You're like the worst person to roast because you take things in stride too much. I'm going to get real personal. Well,
0: well, I'll tell you the real reason I think I'm the worst is because what is there to roast? Like, that's the hardest part. Like, if I were roasting me, I'd be like, I got nothing. I mean, this guy, think about it. I mean, you get up there and you see me, first of all. So it's like visually, there ain't much. And then my resume, stop it. My comedic chops, give me a break. Well, I mean, what is there?
1: I'm gonna roast everything. I'm gonna get real personal. I'm gonna go through your family history back like seven generations. I'm gonna roast each family member.
0: I got one uncle that's pretty roastable.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm literally. It's <laughs> <I'm, I'm>, <laughs> <So I'm,
1: weird, laughs> a weird, sentence. Isn't that weird? And he like kind of winked a little bit, or like did some kind oh, of a yeah. weird eye thing oh, when yeah. he was doing the little roastable. <laughs> oh, he's
0: he's real roastable. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: he's been into some hijinks.
0: He's some real. Fucking high
1: <laughs> Well, now I want to know what you do.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you at the roast.
1: <laughs> You're gonna roast your own. I
0: can't envelope, tell you like,
1: <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Matter of
0: fact, okay. when I come into this roast, I'm thinking about riding in on a high horse. Literally, I want. I either want Goodness, a live horse right. or I want a replica sort of horse to sit on, and I just want to see what people could come up with because it is fascinating to me. I don't know what there is. Literally.
1: What's it like living just outside of reality? Is that <laughs> is it pleasant out there?
2: Reality adjacent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should get Denzel Washington to come roast you. Oh, my since God. You, there you, go. <laughs> you fancy yourself. A Denzel. Oh,
0: man. I would, love to, I, yo, I would love Denzel to roast me.
1: Get Forrest Whitaker.
0: For, now, Forrest, yeah. Forrest could just, yeah. Because I use him as almost a punchline.
1: Yeah, my jokes. I look like Forrest Is that his voice? No, <laughs> that didn't sound like I don't know. Mind. I'm still
0: at that stage where I feel bad talk about people. Does that stop, or do you always feel like, uh, you're I either feel, that person or you're not?
1: I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would stop. What do you think, Brian?
2: I missed the question, honestly. I was dealing with another Son issue. Son of a gun. I know. I'm sorry. Son I, of a gun. I swear, you, don't,
1: you two don't pay attention to No, no, no. Seriously, you, you know don't,
2: don't, don't have... pay attention. <laughs> Producing the show is an
0: involved... Uh, I have a lot of balls in mwah. the air over here. Balls in the air.
2: What did you say? <laughs>
3: you
2: got a lot of balls in the
0: air. You got a lot of balls Over in there. The
2: yeah, I got to watch stuff. Face. I got to watch levels. I got st- stuff to that I can't necessarily focus on. I guarantee on the
0: you that stuff in front of Brian is not plugged in. Yeah, he, he sits he's there like <laughs> and plays with buttons to act like.
1: I don't really know if this is a real podcast. I, think I, he I just, don't know. Yeah, I've he just never heard one.
0: I've never heard one. I recommend to my friends. They have no feedback. I don't know whether this thing actually airs, Brian. It does. Okay, because we just, wasted a lot of celebrities' time yeah, if it does
4: it's,
2: it's all just for me. Brian's just,
1: just real to sad, just a sad man.
0: You think Bob Saget's got time to do fake podcasts? <laughs> or me, for that matter.
1: Oh, my goodness. that's a, That would be so sad. There are people who do things like that.
0: You do, know? Yeah. They, like,
1: set up a whole thing just to...
0: Well, you talked about the crazy, deranged... Uh, shady booker uh last oh, yeah week.
1: exactly that was a whole that was a whole thing it's people
0: out here running that's games yes yeah, that's up fake <laughs> fake comedy shows that's up a fake podcast just, <laughs> and then one day we're gonna try so to leave and the door will be locked <laughs> that's the, this kind of shit so this is how a movie start.
1: <laughs> yeah. okay we're only here this week because brian got his hair cut and he wanted someone to see it yeah i
2: needed i needed, I needed the reinforcement yeah.
1: Did we give you any reinforcement? We're like, oh, you got your haircut. You mocked me <laughs> a
2: little bit, but see, I can twist that in my head <laughs> into a positive.
0: Uh, this is making me sad. Let's talking. talk about happier things. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something happier. All right, Atlanta I got something. This
1: past week, my turn, right? Oh, I'm no, you, yeah. I went, I went to ahead. Atlanta this past weekend. That was fun. I went to um, Sweetwater. What are your? What is your face? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I just make faces to elicit reactions and just see what face. happens.
1: He's just making the worst face. Anyway, my thing. I went and performed at a brewery and then I performed at Laughing Skull. It was real fun. Yeah? Yeah, the brewery was especially fun. They had uh, we got unlimited beer. Wow. That was swell.
2: In lieu of making money or Yeah. Did you get money and unlimited beer?
1: No, just unlimited beer and food.
2: <laughs> you got
0: unlimited calories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get unlimited food. We got food.
0: Comma, I'm talking about the beer, unlimited
1: beer. Yeah, I only had two. Oh, okay. I can't. I can't go on stage. Sorry. I, I'm again. I'm very lightweight. I can't go on stage. Did you have a
0: comedic caravan, or did you go by yourself? How'd you do this? Um, I went with Nick. Okay, so just y'all two rolled solo down there? Or yeah, and, do but it I
1: had right? I have a friend who hosts it. Um, so we went on his request, and we we were going down there anyway, so it's, we what, just tacked it on. What day was this? What, that what? was on Monday, and it was so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it. Was a really really good show. There's this one guy. I don't, I think it might have been his 21st birthday. He. He was cracking up like nobody else in the world. The, every joke landed. It was a really good crowd, comedy fans. The questions they were asking afterwards are just things you don't typically hear. In they it. had questions? Yeah, they are like, who are your comedic inspirations? I really like this style. And like, they had like, a, they knew, you know what I mean? You could tell that they were comedy fans. They, they go to local stand-up, they go to like um, bigger national t- touring headliner stand-up and everything like that. But there's this one guy, he laughed. His friends, I don't know, kind of explained the joke to him, and he laughed like, Maybe a minute after everyone else stopped laughing. Oh, he was on a delay. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. So we, I would get through like three jokes, and then the first one would hit him, and <laughs> just like crack up for the longest time. It was, it was really weird. So I had to spend half the the set picking on him a little bit and like addressing that because he was messing up the punchlines. Oh, because he was just laughing so late. I could see his friend like lean over like, and then he would crack up like he, he didn't get <laughs> some, some of the jokes, but after explanations he would he loved it.
0: That's always fun when people are really into it. Yeah,
1: right? it was it was a great crowd. Everyone everyone was super into it.
0: And then laughing school and then right? laughing
1: Skull. So I went on fourteenth, in laughing school out of seventeen Ooh. to a, a incredibly tight crowd. Like to, up till that point they laughed and stuff, and there there were some good comics. Um, but they were they were real tight, so it was like ha next joke.
3: Oh you know? <laughs> Whoa. so I was
1: a little I was a little nervous going up there Well, my scent went super well. The guy who hosted it said, Why didn't you tell me that you were good I would have put you up earlier i'm like who, what do you say who says that you should know before
2: i sign up for this. yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, very I'm very good, good. You, should, you should put me in the
1: front half they'd be like you're not on the show anymore get out of my face why didn't you tell me you were good yeah why didn't you tell me that but it was a, it was a good weekend it was rainy though this horrible rain yeah and hurricane's coming right
0: hurricane what is it ya um joaquin like joaquin phoenix yeah exactly
1: well, yeah that's, uh, look at them getting ethnic yeah. holy smokes! <laughs> um <laughs> you don't know
0: joaquin phoenix no that's a white boy
1: really yeah but that sounds ethnic
0: yeah but he uh, joaquin joaquin he he kinda, well, <laughs> he's kind of well he's he's an eccentric fella yeah uh, he's now he played
2: johnny cash and uh walk the line oh really yeah 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 he's a, good, know, he's a talented actor yeah and I'm that's what it
1: was named then that's what this hurricane's named after
2: well, it's not named after him. I, and then he grew the a beard drinking, yeah. and started a band or started rapping. Yeah, weirded out. Well, that was her movie, though. Oh, really? Because, yeah, I remember when he was on Letterman and kind of weirded out. It was all, that was all like uh, part of this movie. I think he and Casey Affleck were doing the, were doing the movie. Really? Sorry. But, you know,
0: <laughs> this uh, – so you okay so yeah so that's why that's, that's why okay now people are gonna be like what the hell just happened so I'm I'm sitting there Go talking ahead. right I'm trying to push the ball forward with the podcast and Spencer's drawing on my hand I, I don't even know what I don't know how much Cal gets from her and how much she gets from Cal at a point at a point what the wrong influence is happening here
2: I will bet you uh, that there's a penis on your hand now. <laughs> this this just looks like sperm, oh. sperm
0: flowing up my finger. Like getting my knuckles pregnant. <laughs> I heard that. It's like <laughs> like, it's, like there's the knuckle, the egg and then the sperm is flowing up to, to the knuckle. Brian this is wanted ridiculous. to talk
1: about his thing. Go ahead, Brian.
0: Yeah, Brian, go ahead and talk. Oh yeah, tell, you got Brian us about has his some thing. news.
1: You got some news, Brian.
0: Major, major news. Go ahead, Brian. Wait, which? Well, this is. Oh, you know what I'm exact... talking about. Go ahead, Brian.
2: Wait, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> <about>. <laughs> ah, it's fine. Don't be modest. It's tell everybody huge. what you got. Uh, I can tell you that you're uh, winless in the Comedy Zone uh, 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 Fantasy League. I can tell okay. You that, that okay. news. That's fine. <laughs> but,
0: Brian, there was something you said you wanted to tell people today. No, 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 it wasn't tell people.
2: I just said I had a thing.
1: Oh, what is your I don't name? have anything
2: to tell people. <laughs> but here's my thing. I have an issue with your coffee order. <laughs> What's the issue with my coffee order? Okay. S- s- uh, do you have a coffee order, like you your go to if you go to a coffee place, Starbucks? Oh God! Um, do you have a regular coffee order?
1: Uh. When I was little, like five to fourteen, it was seven and seven, seven creams and seven sugars, because that's how my dad would get it. <laughs> but no. All. But no. <laughs> right, so no coffee, just Well, no, seven. Ca- seven. <laughs> 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 Pretty much. Okay. That's what I liked. But now it's um, I get caramel, I guess. Caramel macchiato okay. is usually. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. I know what Nick's favorite coffee is. Uh, Ma- Ma- mulatto. mulatto. Cafe Mulatto. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Cafe Mulatto. Uh, capuchin. Ah! <laughs> you
1: guys are going to make me grumpy this morning.
0: Capuchin. So uh, Capu- I oh, yeah. Me and my We're wife talked about the capuchins. Yeah,
1: Yeah, (laughs) like how Brian can't talk about his thing at all. My wife was uh,
0: my wife was like, "You you annoy Spencer so much." I was like, "Uh, "Yeah, I I think that's I think that's fair. I think that is fair."
2: (laughs) Um, so I get a text this morning. Okay, I'm just I'm getting ready ready
0: to leave the house. He's bragging, and (laughs) I can't wait any longer. Brian's side chick is pregnant. That's what he wanted to tell everybody. His his mistress is pregnant. Yep,
2: exactly.
1: Congratulations, Brian.
2: I'm, I'm gonna have a very large baby.
1: <laughs> your baby would be huge. Is yeah, that why you your maybe? wife decided no? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, she didn't want I that I was pressure. on the fence. She was like, no, I'm not, not
2: putting one of those in me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> a baby, a large baby. <laughs> so uh, I get a text from Will making a request for a song that we could play on the podcast. Don't I'm put sure. me in this shit. That's a... a, a this is your coffee order and then I get if you haven't stopped by Starbucks yet which I hadn't because I hadn't left the house could you pick me up a are you ready for this Spencer? yes <laughs> <laughs> do I have to separate you two? pick <laughs> up a what? Uh, pick me up a small white chocolate mocha with soy milk and light whipped cream what's uh, wrong with that?
1: is it the soy milk and the whipped cream?
2: and the light whipped cream what about
1: light Whoa. whipped cream? I don't understand. Is this a race thing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, why, if you're going to get whipped cream at all, why? I mean, it's not that much whipped cream. It's like a tablespoon of whipped cream. Just get the fatty whipped cream.
1: I didn't even know light Brian. whipped cream was a thing.
2: Live your life. But I like
1: like how this is Brian's problem for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Dear diary. This is
2: very frustrating. (laughs)
0: Yeah, this is is your big thing, right? This is it. I have an
2: announcement. I don't like it. Yes, and then I had to order, me, 6'8", had to order a a small, they call it a tall, which is BS, first of all. It's a small, white chocolate mocha with soy milk and light whipped cream. Why don't you talk about what the real (laughs) issue is,
0: Brian? (laughs) That is... You don't like that taking is- coffee orders from the black man. Just say it. Right? Say it. Just That's say it. it. Yeah, you're right. Say it so we can get it out the way. There it Wait. Goes. You don't like.
1: What the hell is happening that you guys are having secret coffee order rendezvous? Why was I not included in that? You
0: can't. <laughs> First of all, let, let's let's talk about the fact that while I was sitting there having that conversation or participating in that conversation with Brian, or, or not participating, or not participating <laughs> in that <conversation> with Brian. <laughs> Spencer like drew an entire porno on my (laughs) hand, like a whole porno. Like the people meeting, the sex, the smiley face at the end, the exchange of money. I think that's what's happening at that. And then and then a penis with something shooting out of it onto my wrist. Magic. This is unbelievable. You got to go back to work with that. I didn't. (laughs) I got to go back to work with that. You can't pay the rent this way. Come on, bro. Come on, man.
2: That's in, The fact she did it in Sharpie, too, I kind of respect she that. She did it yeah. in Sharpie. God forbid I wore short
0: sleeves today. God forbid.
1: My siblings were older than me by nine years. I didn't get into any younger sibling hijinks. They were out of the house a lot of the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's all pent up. It's in there. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not washing this off either. I'm leaving it. I'm yeah. leaving it on my hand. It's probably worth should.
1: something one day. It's an original Spencer Taylor.
0: <laughs> it's you an original that. Spencer Taylor yeah, hanging on your wall. I'm sure we can find these on bathroom stalls. It's not. I'm sure it's not <laughs> that exclusive to find a Spencer Taylor somewhere. <laughs> I'm. I'm absolutely. Wait, you find
1: me on a bathroom stall.
0: No, find your artwork on a bathroom stall. Like,
1: what are you implying about me?
0: No, I would. I'm not saying you a ho. Guess
1: what? I'm gonna go see next week. Stephen Wright, I'm so excited. Really?
0: Yeah. Are you really? I'm so excited. It's you love you love Stephen Wright. I do love you. You're, Stephen you're Wright. in his family tree. Yeah, I would say so yeah. Yeah, comedians have family trees. Mm-hmm. Like you're from the Stephen Wright branch. Yeah. I would definitely say he's a maybe a comedic influence. Yeah. Is that fair? I
1: love
0: Stephen Wright. So so where are you going to go see him?
1: I don't know. Here.
0: Uh, Blumenthal? Yeah, he's here. Yeah. Blumenthal. I'm, I'm gonna need you to know because <laughs> cause you won't see him if you don't know where.
1: <laughs> Blumenthal. I'm I'm just real excited. I, I love him. I've loved him for a long time.
0: I'm when up. is this? Next Friday. Hell I might go to that.
1: Oh, buy tickets now. They might be sold out. Come on, man. Oh please. <laughs>
0: I'm I, I'm Spicer. Will Jacobs. So I not can... I, I don't buy tickets. I don't need tickets.
1: <laughs> Do you really not?
0: No. Why? To Blumenthal? No. I well, why
1: did I get tickets then?
0: I, look, I didn't know there was something to see there. I would have put you on.
1: I hate you so much. I know the
0: people at Blumenthal. Give me your other hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm kidding. I don't have any kind oh, of hookup at Blumenthal. I was
1: about to get grumpy with you.
0: Well, you didn't even know where it was.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know things about stuff. I try not to know things until the moment I'm doing them. So, that's, so that's how I look. Because you don't stress, you know? You just go with the flow
0: so speaking of going with the flow uh, there's one more thing i wanted to talk about so i'm doing this thing i do yearly Ew. putting on winter weight w-e-i-g-h-t which explains weight. the light whipped cream which explains the light whipped cream and the soy milk. yes and winter it weight. explains the mom jeans i have on right now these what are not see? my regular jeans these i don't wear these are my when i get fat jeans
1: Oh, uh, you got some fat jeans i got that's, fat a, that's jeans. the problem you i have kept have one pair jeans yeah i never kept, do that
0: I threw don't all my other ones away option. and kept one pair so I wouldn't be out here naked.
1: No, never, never give yourself you give yourself the option to have like bag your clothes and you're gonna, you know, you'd be like, Yeah, I can I can wear those. You know what I mean? Don't do that.
0: Spencer, you've been the same size since you were 10. How do you know <laughs> what you have you don't have the credibility to tell me <laughs> what to do when you have weight swings. You don't have
1: them. <laughs> I've gained and lost. That's States. like listening
0: to a vegetarian tell me where to get the best steak. I don't want to hear it.
1: You're being ridiculous. No,
0: it's like Brian telling me uh, Something about short people. Hey, they just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. It.
1: <laughs> We're poor, Brian. It's like Brian telling us anything today. We don't, yeah, Brian, don't, don't want to hear it, Brian. You just
0: Brian's been able yourself. to ride roller coasters since he was a fetus, so I don't want to hear anything <laughs> from him about what short people go through. So how can you tell? Me, what do you know about waist swings? I'm you ain't never gained weight. Just, I'm gaining weight. Oh please. I'm, 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 when's the last? Okay.
1: When's the last time I've gained no,
0: no, gain no, weight? No, no. I'm gonna say this. How, you, you've been the same size since when?
1: Uh, the past two years, maybe.
0: And before that, you were skinnier?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Much skinnier? Or like,
1: yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was much skinnier.
0: What have You got pregnant? No. <laughs> I just, I That's just usually when waiting. women pick up weight out of nowhere. They, they get pregnant. And they either get an abortion and they just keep the weight.
1: I went into college, like 110, pretty much stayed like 110, 115. Now I'm more than that, by a significant amount, probably.
0: Oh, you don't, you don't tell, you don't tell your weight, though, uh, right?
1: Yeah, I tell my weight, I don't give, I don't care. What do you weigh? Well, now I don't want to tell it because well, you are going to be like, "That's not the that difference." Hold on, Brian.
0: Cue up a drum roll.
2: I don't. I can't do that.
1: What are you doing over there, Brian? That you can't even drum roll? Oh, I, I think I I'm. That, I'm like 125 to 128 are
0: range.
2: Are you really? Yeah. So well, well, I thought she was fatter, heavier than, yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah, I would have guessed like 215. <laughs> She's very so, dense. So. How much <laughs> <do> you <laughs> weigh, Brian? Do you tell your weight? What do you weigh?
0: I'm uh, right now. I'm about 330. Three thirty. Yeah,
2: I am three of Spencer.
0: Oh, what?
1: How about that? Yeah. What about you?
0: Me, I'm uh probably now probably about two thirty seven.
1: Two
0: thirty seven. I'm a big boy. All right. I'm carrying too much weight. I'm us- I usually I'm short
1: though, so like my weight... <sighs> I'm short too. You're not that short. You're I'm short for a guy. Short for a guy. I guess. Brian so. ain't not
0: short.
2: <laughs> you're five.
0: Six, Take it easy, man.
2: Five no, white. I'm not no 5'6". He's five. Eight. No, no, no i five foot six foot. What are you? Five, I'm f- five, about
0: five ten. You're five, about nine average and for a half. Uh, that means he's 5'7". seven. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here he <is>. you go <laughs> with the bullshit. Five ten on the program. <laughs> <laughs> five eight in reality. i
2: um, no. I'm 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 about you're, yeah. You're average for for uh, for a guy.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: In every aspect. <laughs> remember that
2: <laughs>
0: my penis is probably average
1: this is a real weird podcast
0: we're being extra weird
1: a little
2: mean it's all the rain it's been raining for a solid week
1: yeah it I think it's weird. Rain makes and it it's funky. october now
0: yeah you know what it i mean there's that, that moon
1: the other day things are all are you on
0: guys online. looking forward to halloween oh my yeah. gosh
1: so much yeah. What what was your favorite halloween costume
0: um do you have Freddy, one that like Freddie? I was Freddy Krueger when I was ten. That's probably the last one I wore. So that's my favorite.
1: Oh, one. that's sad. What about
0: you, Vern? Uh When I was a kid,
2: I was a hobo. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, Did that's you probably. have the fake beard and stuff? Yeah, with the marker, uh, like the charcoal beard and the little bindle. I'm, I bet. I I bet that's offensive yeah. nowadays. Probably you can't be a. Ho- yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a. Uh, was it like a domicile free American or something?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <it>. yeah. <laughs> what, what? Hold on. Hold on. What is a bindle?
2: Um, a bindle, the, the, the stick yeah, with the, the bag on the stick with the little like the handkerchief on the end where you put your your stuff yeah. if oh. you're if you're a hobo that
0: is old school hobo yeah, yeah. oh yeah well, yeah well yeah. a hobo a, a, is a, old yeah.
2: hobos
1: weren't homeless they were people who i looked it up the other day cuz <laughs> i wanted to see if it was offensive cuz i wanted to be a hobo but it, uh, they were people who got jobs like in, but they would walk in between towns and do odd farming yeah. jobs right so they weren't technically like homeless in that they didn't have a job or anything like that they well, were jump on the wanderers trains. yeah, yeah.
0: And they would really have a stick with their clothes. With their stuff, yeah. Yeah, because... Hanging off a stick.
1: Yeah, yeah. because it's, like, lighter to carry you know, you that way. you got
0: one outfit. You can't have more than <laughs>
1: they, they probably... I think they put, like, food and stuff in yeah, there for Yeah, but their food travels. and their whatever...
0: You've
1: uh, never seen that?
0: Pictures I've of I've seen family. cartoons. I've never, like... In movies, I never thought yeah, people really were out here with sticks on their shoulders. Well,
1: not out here now, but, like... I mean, at
0: any point, I didn't think that.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that was a thing.
0: This is before suitcases.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to carry around a suitcase if you're a homeless, unless I. Have uh, if you got to
2: run and you know jump on a train. And stuff, yeah. you got to be l- light on your feet, ready to go.
0: Oh, uh, and then you got the stick, so you could beat off people if they start some stuff, right? Exactly.
1: <laughs> I feel like those two are very unrelated, but uh,
0: th- no, that's not part of the reason you carry a that stick. <laughs> that's part of the reason I would not have a stick. I mm. carry a bat, a musket. A musket. It's very, it's very practical, actually, the bindle. But the bindle. Yeah. Yeah. Hall-
1: back to Halloween, I'm really excited. Oh Halloween,
0: yeah. yeah so what are, are you gonna go what are what are you gonna go as today. this year?
1: Uh, I, I think Nick and I are gonna be I don't know. Maybe uh Paul Bunyan and Babe the blue ox. Um, I wanna be Paul Bunyan, but he won't he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to be the ox. I was my favorite one though is Can't believe I was, he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> my favorite one is that I, I was Cheech one year. I did a real good job. I look like Cheech, I will mustache, it was real cool. Really? Someone thought it was Magnum Pi, though. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, they're like, "Are you Magnum Pi?" I'm like, "No. What do you?
0: I'm Cheech. You man. Mean? Come on, <laughs> man. I'm Cheech. That, that
1: was almost okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Cheech. Come on, man. I'm Cheech, man. No, I take it back. That was real bad. Oh, shit.
0: What about you, Brian? Where do you go? Uh,
2: I'm an adult. I don't. I don't. I don't really do that.
1: Why? I don't understand why people don't. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just.
2: I don't. It's just not my thing Whoa. anymore. That's all. Goodness
1: you seem like you would be exactly the type of person who got very dressed up for Halloween. If I'm going to be honest. I did. I used
2: to. I mean, you know, you're, I went to a party. One, actually, you know what did it for me? I went to a party once. This was a long time ago when we were living in Tucson. And Tucson. Uh, I went as... Anybody remember Moment Shants? No. no. Exactly. I went as a member of Moment Shants and, Chance and it, t- it it did not go well. well.
1: Why, why are you t- choosing very abstract costumes and then getting upset and like <laughs> never again? it,
2: it, it was awesome it was awesome. Yeah, what is Mumentchance? Yeah, I don't even Is that a Moment Mumentchance was a German mime troupe. And Oh my goodness. Gracious. What they would do, particularly um the character I did, um, they always dressed in black. They had like, you know, all black, black black like turtlenecks. Black face? <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no. Continue. Um and the character I did, he had a box box over his head. He was a fly. He had a box over his head like a square box. And his eyes and like, mouth were toilet paper rolls. So I put a I put a box on my head. Someone out there listening knows this.
1: No one knows this. Yes. My money's on no <laughs> one. Well, what no one
2: concerned. at the party knew it either. So I was just this this weird, tall, freaky guy with a box and, and three toilet paper rolls on his head. And you were like, And he was so... It's
0: more <laughs> than Sean. Come on,
3: man. It's more than
2: <laughs>
1: And he was so upset it, for the rest of his life. It was a great costume. Oh, my goodness. It was
2: gross. a great costume. And my friend's... Uh, who are who are no longer my friends, I bet they're not. <laughs> Ruined Halloween for me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> you show up to my damn party with a fucking box with some toilet paper hanging off of it. You ain't it my friend no more either. It was genius. <laughs> genius. I stand by, by it. you punk rocking out? Snatch that toilet paper and go use it.
1: We're doing 32. Have we talked for 32 minutes about absolutely nothing? Talked
0: for 36 minutes about absolutely <laughs> We talked for 30, 36 yeah. minutes. Goodbye. Shouldn't also... we say
2: goodbye now? Good. We, yeah, um, we got to get, uh, get out of the way for just a minute. Michael, e- Michael Ian Black is here. Okay. And uh, we'll also hear from Sid Davis a little bit later. And let's
0: ask let's ask them if, if uh, they know some moment
2: chance. Yep. Um, I guarantee you Sid will. I don't think we're going to ask him that. Okay. But I bet Michael Ian Black
0: will know who moment Shants is. Well, I want to hear it. Yeah. All right. Godspeed. Speed it up, God. I mean, <laughs> it was weird. We'll be back.
2: Hey guys, here's what's coming up at the Comedy Zone over the next couple weeks. Uh, this weekend, October 2nd and 3rd, Michael Ian Black. At the Comedy Zone, you know him from uh, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, both movies, and uh, currently the, the uh, Jim Gaffigan Show on TV Land. Uh, Justin Wilman, magician and comedian. The eighth, ninth, and tenth of October. Efion Crockett, fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Uh, John Reap. Uh, we're big uh, John Reap's local, right, Spencer? Isn't he local guy from yeah. around here somewhere? Yeah, I believe so. John Reap. Uh, October 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th Donnell Rawlings, 29th, 30th, and 31st Other uh, big names coming up uh, soon Rob Schneider just announced uh, Piff the Magic Dragon Uh, That's a thing, he's coming (laughs) Uh, And also uh, Let's see, we talked about Rob Schneider uh, And uh, Jim Norton from the open Anthony show. Uh, uh, also coming. Um, another big name, uh, Matt Bronger, coming in November as well. Other uh, special events, Fight Night, uh, Josh Evans, Couple Fight Nights, Night of 500 Laughs, uh, the Almost Favourites show. So all kinds of stuff coming up at uh, the Comedy Zone over the next few weeks for a calendar of all the shows coming. And to buy tickets, you can go right to the Comedy Zone website at cltcomedyzone.com to keep up, follow the club on Twitter and Instagram at Comedy Zone CLT. And find us on Facebook. All right, back on the Comedy Zone podcast, Michael Ian Black is in the studio. This is kind of exciting. Michael, thanks for joining us.
4: My pleasure. Woo-hoo. Of course, he had to play thank the you Wet of Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> had it's to play the country uh
2: country. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh music actually the old uh, Jefferson Starship theme. <laughs> How great was it to bring that back after so many years?
4: Uh uh pretty great is the is yeah. the truthful answer. <laughs> just because it's um I assume you mean the uh the television show Wet yes. Hot American Summer and not the song, which I <laughs> don't really feel responsible for bringing back, but uh it's fun just because it's nice to catch up with people and see yeah. people and 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 Continue a project that um, so many people like. Yeah, it was it was exactly what
2: I wanted it to be. Good, I'm it blessed. was it was it was really really cool. And I, 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 it, how did um, how did Netflix get involved? Like, did, did uh, someone approach Netflix Netflix first, or did Netflix come back? Uh,
4: I actually don't know the answer to okay. that because David Wayne and Michael Showalter, who are the writers of it, they right. put the deal together, and I don't know who approached who. I think the way it worked was. I think David Wayne who uh is also the director of this series was having just a kind of meet a general meeting with them about what they're doing and what he was doing and I think he mentioned that he wanted to do something with Wet Hot and Wet Hot and they were on board.
2: Yeah. It was it, it just, um, I mean, like it, it, exactly what you wanted to get out of it. I mean, it, sheer the, stupidity, <laughs> right? Yeah, but, but, but in the best way, in the best way possible. Just very, very cool stuff. Um, it, you're on the uh, the Jim Gaffigan show. I am now, um, which also very, very good. Picked up for season number two, which is awesome. Um, it, it, how much of that of that series is 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 is, I mean, is there room to sort of improvise a little bit? Yeah, a it bit. Or is it all?
4: Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Jim and I have known each other for many years, mm-hmm. and, and I think, you know, I don't think either of us feels any compunctions about going off script uh, when we're shooting a little bit. Um, you know, the show's well-written and well-scripted, yeah. so I don't think there's any real need to do it. But every once in a while, if something funny occurs to one of us, we'll go off and and, and do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Your character is just the perfect foil the, well, for Jim. I'm just you. the yeah. perfect sort of anti-Jim. It, 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 it. Yeah, the anti-Jim. <laughs> handsome. Just, yes, yeah, handsome. Relatively in shape. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well-dressed. How has... Full head of hair. <laughs> as you've gotten, um, as you've, as you, I don't know what the word is, uh, matured, mm-hmm. as you've grown a little bit, how has, your, how has that sort of... Um, Structured your comedy, like from you know from your time with the state and Stella, to now. Have you have you
1: his stand-up comedy? Just in general.
2: general. Yeah, I mean your comedy uh, 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 sensibilities. I guess. How have you how how have you changed as a as a comedian? Uh, The the
4: main thing I would say is it's gotten a lot more personal. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started with the state, uh, which was a sketch comedy. Troop that I was a part of everything was very um almost impersonal we didn't we 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 sort of prided ourselves on not sort of being uh celebrities or not being individuals in that way like the, the comedy was very much about silliness and and absurdity and um but then as you move along or as I've moved along like I've kind of just wanted to Open up a little bit more and be a little bit more uh, revealing. So yeah. I've been working on that the last few years, and it's mm-hmm. hard.
1: Is there a form of comedy that you find you're more most comfortable with? Like I like the funny
4: kind, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my favorite.
1: That, yeah, it's, it's pretty good.
4: Yeah, I like the funny kind of Keep comedy. Kind of funny. No, I like doing everything. I mean,
1: nothing stands out.
4: It's it's not that. It's just that I get restless doing anything too much so you know being on a tv show for years on end you get restless doing stand-up for years on end you get restless it's nice to be able to ping back and forth between all the various things that i do um and i'm i'm fortunate that i have the opportunity to do a lot of different things
1: that's awesome hey if if something's grade a bullshit <laughs> is it like the best form of bullshit or do you think grade b bullshit would be more bullshit what, what? discussing that earlier it's been bothering me all day doesn't so, it seem like grade b would be worse bullshit like it'd be the worst thing possible
5: uh
4: i'm thinking that through grade a bullshit to me would be the most i'm trying to think if it would be the most outrageous bullshit or the most believable bullshit
1: that's what that's what i, I was saying that'd be the most believable so it would be pretty good bullshit i
4: would say yeah i mean if i'm really gonna grade bullshit <laughs> I'm going to go with what's, what am I most likely to believe. That would be the grade A bullshit. Okay. The grade B bullshit would be like my dog ate my homework. Okay. So I that's think good. that's what it would be. So which
1: be. one's worse though? Which is the worst form of bullshit? The to one receive, that's well-crafted or, or just the one that they didn't even try? Well, if
4: I'm the bullshitter, I want grade A. Bullshitty. If I'm the bullshitty, I guess I want to know that I'm being bullshitted. So I guess I want the grade B. Ah.
1: Huh. Well, so I can sleep tonight now. Thank you for that. We've been discussing that for like an hour.
2: Wait. Do you think you're right, though? Because I think, from what Michael said, I'm right.
1: No, I always assume I'm right. But. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> what but, were your positions? Well, my position is that grade A bullshit would be... That grade B bullshit would be the worst type of bullshit to receive. It would be they didn't even try... I I don't know. Grade A bullshit seems nice. It seems like a good thing. Like you want grade A bullshit. That's Uh what you want to hear. That's like advertisements and stuff like that. You're like, yay, grade A bullshit. But grade B bullshit would be the worst type of bullshit. It just seems like on a scale, grade B is the worst.
4: Right. Yeah. I guess it depends what you want from it. If you want to be able to see through it, if you want to be fooled, then obviously grade A is what you want. If you want to be able to see through it, then grade B is what you want. That is true. I think it's all about intention.
1: I don't know what I want of my bullshit, Right. <laughs> Again, I need to really self yeah, reflect. Yeah, you
4: need to
2: reevaluate. Yeah, see where I'm. It, if it's bullshit, the grade A bullshit would be the best at being bullshit. Right. So it's 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 the the if you're receiving it, that would be the worst bullshit to get. Would be
4: the grade. Would you a
1: rather bullshit. be murdered by a grade A serial killer or grade B serial killer? <laughs> if I'm going to be
4: murdered by a grade A serial killer.
1: Because they would do it promptly. Well, I guess that's they the do question it, too.
4: It depends how the serial killer does. The serial killer, if he's grade A, because he's so good at torturing and keeping the person alive for as long as possible before yeah. that person expires, then obviously I want You'd the grade want the, B.
1: But the grade B might be messier. Exactly. Then,
4: uh, I want yeah. somebody who knows what they're doing. I want a professional. So I guess I want a grade A serial killer
1: or a B plus. Somewhere
4: sure. A <laughs> or
2: people, yeah.
1: Kind of scraping by. All right. Cool. Well, thank you. We've been wondering. We've been, so, really yeah, been we had some time to kill time. in between our
2: last segment. So, that was, yeah, that was <laughs> had, uh, that filled about forty-five
4: minutes. So, no, so you're a,
1: um. <laughs> do you still continue to play poker? I know that you
4: traditionally I don't. Were a big... I don't because it requires a lot of time, mm-hmm. and time is a commodity that I don't have a tremendous amount of. Poker's like anything else. If you don't uh, pursue it with regularity, you get much worse Mm -hmm. so if i were to sit down right now and and play poker seriously i'd probably lose a fair amount of money it takes it takes a while to sort of get back acclimated to the game and i'm just not there
1: is it something you miss
4: no and that's the weird thing about it when i'm playing for me it's like crack and i (laughs) i I will do it until i fall over but when i'm not playing i don't miss it at all
1: do you have any other form of gambling that you like to do i know that's a lot more about skill than it is gambling Mm -hmm.
4: yeah no i don't enjoy gambling i don't i don't there's nothing else i do that, that, that involves uh, the exchange of money based on percentages. I was just wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're sorry about all the rain yeah
1: uh, that's the worst we yeah i don't to know what come to tell here. you
2: this is it's been raining for like eight straight days here and, well, i don't and blame you <laughs> well, well i feel halt. i don't let yeah me rephrase that i don't entirely blame you <laughs> i feel somewhat responsible mm-hmm. for the, the um the, the hurricane, the, hurricane yeah. whatever well saying. it's good
4: weather to come see a comedy show i that's don't exactly know right. how that's going to pan out if people are going to be afraid to leave their homes because they think they'll be swept up and taken to oz <laughs> or if they feel like well yeah this is a good night to go out and do something fun
2: yeah, I think it's going to um it's gonna depend on on I think the amount of rain we get in the next um, the next one. I'm told that
4: uh yeah, there's gonna be a fair amount. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a terrible weekend here at the Comedy Zone.
2: <laughs> no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great.
1: We should just offer No no bread. no I'm saying
4: as a performer, my performance oh, is gonna yeah, be yeah, terrible oh, okay, here at the Comedy yeah, yeah, Zone. Okay. Oh
1: the <laughs> crowds will be great. Yeah. It'll be me. <laughs>
2: and they'll be warm and dry, which is good. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Come
1: get warm and dry at the Comedy Zone, see Michael Ian Black all weekend.
2: Yeah. Did you guys I mean, the state ever uh, get together and rumble with the kids in the hall cuz I feel like that there was probably
4: <laughs> there was no, some, no there was no uh, animosity between yeah. the two groups. I've gotten to know them uh over the years. They're lovely Canadian gentlemen <laughs> as you imagine they would be. Yeah. Um no, they, they they they've they've always been just the nicest. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think of uh, I was thinking on my way in about the the, the, the the you know the sketch comedy groups that are sort of on the on the on the the the, the uh, Mount Rushmore sketch, and obviously there, there's you know you go back to Monty Python and mm-hmm. the, and, and you know uh, and th- for me I feel like you know the state is right up there with with you know upright citizens brigade and and, and well that's nice yeah uh, yeah just I mean totally formative I was I was out of college by the time the state came out so i probably kind of you know aged aged out of your demo just a little bit at the mm-hmm. time but as far as I mean just totally you know can't miss TV and that I'm at that time and and I mean what you know what the state did for me both as a someone who you know kind of likes to think about himself as remotely funny. Um, was a big deal And I would agree with that. that You were remotely <laughs> funny <I'm> Remotely <laughs> Yes I'm funny adjacent yeah. Do you ever uh, get
1: interviewed And people are just like Eh Because <laughs> you're just going off Like just All, all the things you like eh. yeah, You're okay right. I guess was, yeah, <laughs> Your career's okay um,
2: it, Yeah it, 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 It's I mean what You know What did that time feel like You know for you guys Did you know You know In the moment
4: What you were accomplishing We felt like we were doing something uh unique to us we we felt like we had we felt like we knew who we were and we felt like um we didn't really know if there was an audience for it i mean mm-hmm. there there proved to be which was great um but I think the main thing for us was that we really were really we we were we were true to ourselves and that 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 to me was kind of what made us special was just, mm. we were too, we were young and we were pretty arrogant. And um, that was actually, that was very helpful for us. Yeah.
2: Did you ever think that something, I mean, even like, it, it, you look at something kind of as goofy as, as, um, as the Pope sketch, which I saw all over social media while the Pope was... Yeah. Was here. I mean, the U.S. It, it, it's been twenty years, mm-hmm. over twenty years since you know you guys did that. It's a goofy sketch, but it's 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 hysterically funny. Did you ever think that twenty some years later that would that would still kind of be something? No, that people of course not. To?
4: I mean, I don't think anything. I don't think anybody ever thinks to themselves what you're doing in any given moment is yeah. going to survive the moment, and it's not a priority. It's not something you think about or particularly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I I'm grateful for it, um, but I think. For me and probably for most performers, it's nice to have a body of work that people reflect on fondly. But it's more important to think about what you're doing mm-hmm. now and and mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly look back on anything. I don't uh, because it makes me feel old and like I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: So, what can people expect? Uh, you know, people who maybe don't you necessarily know you as a stand up, but they're familiar with your sketch and your acting What can they expect as from from Michael Ian Black as a stand up?
4: Um grey pants, grey sweater, orange sneakers. Excellent. Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> I just checked. That's probably that's <laughs> that's what they can expect. Okay. I'll accurate. tell
4: jokes. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. I never know how to how to answer that question, you know. I f- I'm, I imagine bands always feel that way when you know. So how would you describe your sound? Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I play music. Musically, yeah. Enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I hope uh, I hope people enjoy uh, my comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of knock knock jokes. Well, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, those you, rarely work in Charlotte. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
1: There's some knock-knock fan, though, out there, like, damn it, Yeah, <laughs> know <laughs> what I'm not doing tonight. Canceling their ticket order already.
2: Uh, uh, um, thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, again, uh, we, um, if, it, it, they really put you guys through the ringer in the morning here on Friday. They've got you doing, you were probably up at, like it was, it was probably still dark when you got up this morning. Uh, it was and, a little dark this morning. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you were, you know, up late last night and you flew in from LA, I'm assuming. So, yeah. So you're, you're. you're Look, I'm incredible. There, there's
4: just, <laughs> I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, and yeah, thank I'm sorry. you. Thank you for almost saying it. I was I, trying to,
2: I was trying not to. You're no, working your to,
4: way around to saying how incredible yeah, I am. I get I it. And to. thank you. Thank you. We were all thinking it. You had the courage to say it. So thank you.
2: Well, yeah. No one ever said I didn't have courage. Um, but thanks a lot, and and um, we're uh, looking forward to the big weekend. Friday night, two shows. Uh, Saturday night, two shows. Uh, CLTCompanyZone for tickets. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, well, that sounded like yeah, an ending, th- so, no, so yeah, I like yeah, yeah, <laughs> was like, "I'll let him in." It's all good. Um, anyway, uh, thanks and a lot, scene. and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with Sid Davis. You can follow Michael Ian Black on Twitter at Michael Ian Black. And you can see him on the uh, Jim Gaffigan show, that, which actually just wrapped up its first season, just renewed for season number two on uh, the uh, uh, cable TV network called T- TV Land. So Michael Ian Black on TV Land and the wet, hot American summer. Uh, movies as well. Keep up with us at the Comedy Zone Podcast by following us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and finding our brand new Facebook page. Search for the Comedy Zone Podcast on Facebook. We're putting up exclusive picks and links from each week's shows on that page. As for the crew, Will Jacobs is at I am Will Jacobs. Spencer Taylor is at Spencer Taylor. S P E N C A T A Y L A. I'm at Balto 72 if you're so inclined. Remember to check out the show on iTunes and Stitcher. On iTunes, make sure you subscribe and rate us and leave a review. It's the best way to help the show continue to grow. And while you're at it, go ahead and tell two friends about us.
0: Welcome back to the Charlotte Comedy Zone podcast. You know me. I'm Will Jacobs. I'm you know.
1: Spencer- oh, I'm Spencer Taylor. <laughs> yeah. We're hammering.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're chomping at the bit today because we have a very special guest. The one and only Mr. Sid Davis, everybody. Sid Davis is in, the, in the spot. Thank
5: you. Thank you. Yeah. it's, it's I, it was, I had no trouble finding a parking spot <laughs> coming to the Comedy Zone here. That's It wasn't crowded most- out there? No, there's nobody out there, but there's signs that say no parking everywhere. So something special is going to happen here. I just know it doesn't have anything to do with me.
0: Da, Yeah, yeah. That, that, that might, might be the case. So uh, tell us, uh, you this week, you, you're so busy. You're all over the place. Uh, so uh, what did you have coming into today, and what do you have?
5: I had a uh, corporate event last night. For the uh, good people of the city of Mooresville, who um, <laughs> didn't know they were having comedy, and uh, and they by the time they got to me, by the time everybody got their awards and everything, because everybody before me thought they were a comedian, all the cops and stuff, <laughs> and they were done with me before I even started. Ugh. Oh no! no but I, it was a good show. But by comedy club standards, it was. It, it, I felt like starting a weed whacker with no gas in it. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, when you,
0: th- when you think corporate and comedy, I mean, those are two very kind of separate notions. Like I, when you hear, cor- oh, corporate, like we have a corporate event and we're going to have a comedian. It just feels too serious.
5: Well, usually the corporate event is set up and, and the notion comes from somebody who's a big fan of comedy and doesn't get the dynamics of what it takes to to do a comedy show, and they think they can just throw a microphone up. I mean, I did a corporate event on New Year's Eve where uh, we were in a small room, and and there was a bar. First of all, a bar next to the stage is terrible because the bar's going to win out the attention. Then they put a microphone here, and I start talking. And then they had a fortune teller, (laughs)
3: <laughs> right
5: next to me where you could go up and she but she was late she she was late She she came in she goes I'm sorry there was a lot of traffic and I go well you should have known that you know but and then next to me was a guy drawing caricatures so I was like this carnival barker out in the middle of the street and I said I am going to just say my words and get my paycheck and happy new year you know but it's usually the corporate event is set up by someone who doesn't know that the room should be cold, dark, and a spotlight should be on the entertainer. And uh, it's good money, but it's you have to uh, have a lot of uh, callus under your skin to to plow through it.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I hear about those. Like uh, you have to
5: you have to have tough skin, but the money's good. Yeah, yeah, and you know I'll continue to do it because the the rent is high. <laughs> so you said they
1: weren't quite ready for you, but it was still a good show. What made it a good show?
5: Well, you know, it, 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 there's, it, when you have a, a bunch of people that know each other, and they're in, it's like a, a if you do a church group, which I do as few of those as possible. Um, but it, the key to doing a church group is you get. The reverend, or who's ever in charge, to introduce you and say, "I like this person, therefore you should too." And you can always get a, a minister or a priest to tell a joke because they're they're showmen in their own right. So uh, if that's, a, I've always learned that you get the boss to introduce you, and then the show goes a lot better. But last night it was like, "Okay, we're ready to go," and they go, "Okay, here's our comedian, Sid Davis," and <laughs> there's no introduction. <laughs> and it could... It, it, uh, here's this guy. Yeah, yeah. here's this guy. Uh. And it's very cold. Uh, and then you you have... And then they're still eating, too. <laughs> yeah, see, that... <clears throat>
0: those kind of introductions are like that. I did a church one time, and uh, the the pastor, he wasn't even there. I don't... I think he came in halfway through. Mm-hmm. And then one of, like, the choir director or somebody introduced me, and I came out there, and uh, those people just didn't think I was funny. and And they... It seems like they made a decision about 10 seconds in that we don't like him. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were just running with that. Like, this yeah. has been decided. Like, Jesus has told me, this, <laughs> this man is no good. <laughs> so I, I did, a, did my thing. And then finally, by the end, I'm looking over at one of the people in the pulpit. And I'm like, hey, how long uh, have I been up here? And a woman in the audience goes, too long. <laughs> okay. So I was like, wow, I, I guess this is a church bombing. This qualifies as a, a bomb to church. <laughs> hasn't happened since the 60s.
5: So. Well, that's a good point because uh, if in that environment, if people made up, make up their mind that they're not going to like you, they, they don't, and even if they do, they're afraid to even laugh because the people around. I don't want anybody. It's not popular like you. Yeah, I don't want anybody around me to know that I thought what he said was funny. And then you ever, you ever just have a just a total disaster show, silence, and then people come. I don't know what was wrong with everybody else. I thought you were hysterical. Yeah.
0: They walk up and say that to you. Oh yeah. Pull you to the side. You got a CD. You know,
5: I. I've had shows where I just. Wanted to kill myself afterwards, and then people come up, and goes, "I thought you were funny." You got any CDs? And then, it, <laughs> then you get a standing ovation, standing ovation, and you have merchandise to sell, and everybody walks. Up, well, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So, <laughs> I, I'll never figure it out.
0: Yeah. And so, Spencer, have you have you had those kind of shows too? Where oh, absolutely.
1: Like- yeah, um, I did. I did a very strange show. There were about maybe like five people. There were five people there, and there were children running in and out. And I was told to prepare my dirtiest stuff. They're like, L- there's going to be no kids. Let's get really raunchy. It's at night, and there were children in and out. So it was really just turned into a conversation. And so I wasn't even telling jokes, but everyone came up afterwards. They're like, I enjoyed you. We had a good time. Why? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> why, why did you enjoy me? Yeah. I didn't enjoy
5: me. Why did you?
1: <laughs> you didn't laugh. You weren't really smiling. <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment.
5: Well, you'll, you'll have those shows. Too, where you you're prepared to do I don't know PG 17, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll come in. There'll be kids in the audience. Yeah. Well, you have to recognize that too. And then, but there's I have a, a bit I always do. Like I point out, like, "What's your name, young man?" Joseph. Joseph. You are the youth of America. You are the future. You are the reason I can't do half my damn act tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to those
0: shows, and it's like sometimes they spring it on you. Like, you get there, and they're like, oh, by the way, uh, do 10 more minutes than you were supposed to do, and uh, don't curse, uh, and there's going to be kids here. It's like, <laughs> what? When did that get
5: decided? Nobody emailed me, but... Oh, then they, after the show's over, they'll say, oh, we wish you'd have gotten a little dirtier. <laughs> you ever get that? We wish You You wish you'd have been a little raw, and I'm like, well... I, trust me, on, in the car on the way home, I'm going to say enough, I'm going to say enough words to make up for this show, trust me.
0: So, so, uh, let's, let's dig into your, uh, background a little bit, uh, Sid. You, you, uh, grew up Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio,
5: yeah, yeah. I was a kid with ADD, and I had, uh, I was, I guess I was funny. I have teachers that say, you were funny, but you were very disruptive, and got on my nerves and all that, but, uh, uh. I, I got into I wanted to be on TV I wanted to do all this and I went into college with that notion so you knew that from young yeah yeah, but I got into uh, I, I got into college and I realized that, uh, I got into creative writing I was always good at writing stuff and then I got into advertising and uh, I was very very good at writing short and sweet ads uh, and that uh, that's where I learned the word economy that later became very useful at writing jokes just because you know you'll see people new in the business and even uh, one of the the, the biggest things they have to overcome is getting to the punchline, cutting out the fat and just bam 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 so even with that you still have to work out you know the timing and everything but I I was a creative I was an advertising writer for a radio station thinking I could get up in on the air that's really what I wanted to do and then and it's it's not a joke. I went I got fired because I, I went to these this radio station. I go, This is the worst station in town. Nobody listens to this. You just put on records and I I set aside this format and I made this big presentation with an easel and everything. I go, here's basically it was classic rock. I said And they go, That's that's good. And then the next morning and you know, I came in, I had my stuff in boxes on my desk and so Oh my God. So, I guess the answer was no to my proposal. And uh, I went home, and my wife had this home pregnancy test in her hand. And she goes, Guess what? I'm pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> and I was so desperate for a job that I, this was like 1982, something like that. And um, there were just no jobs. Plus, if, once you're a radio advertising salesman, it's just like be, you're branded, right? It's just like, so I, got, I took a job as a Liberty Mutual insurance agent. And, oh, it was awful. And I, I am not a sale. I mean, I'm a salesperson. If I have you in front of me and I'm selling... I'd rather sell your, what, like, Will to Spencer. Like, let me tell you about Will Jacobs, you know? Yeah. Selling myself. Ugh, I hate it. And I hate it. Calling, the smiling and dialing and all that.
1: <laughs> the smiling.
5: I always... Plus, then you realize, you know, not that this is a therapy session. I grew up in a family with where it was just enforced in me, into me that you're, you are a subordinate. You are a follower, you know. Mm. You don't call this person. You're going to bother them, which is not a good attitude to have. And you got a phone book and, like, right. you start calling people saying, I'm from Liberty Mutual, and you get a feeling like you're bothering them, and you are. But you're not supposed to feel like that. (laughs) Then the poor, you know, that's what they give you a phone book. And the poor people that have the last name of A, the Adams and all that, they're the – Call all the time. Oh, yeah. And and my first call was – it's kind of like open mic, you know, where you call Mrs. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. She's the first person in the phone book. Mrs. Aaron, may I speak to Mr. Aaron He's dead. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. When did this happen? That's tw- 20 years ago. Okay, well, you should be over it now. You want to sell some, <laughs> buy some insurance? I used
0: to uh, I, <laughs> I, used to sell insurance. I, I, sold, um, I sold all sorts of stuff. I was heavy into network marketing when I got out of college. And you'd go to these presentations, and they would tell you, if you get three people to come under you and be a part of your organization, you can make millions. And then they'd show you like a guy with a car. And then you're like, whoa, I want to be like him and uh so i i started selling insurance but there was no formal sort of thing it was just eat what you kill and uh so i used to go to malls i'd look through the paper and uh look for like events going on in town and i'd just go there with a briefcase it'd be like the corn festival and i'd come in with a briefcase <laughs> and and a suit like trying to sell insurance i would like i got i've gotten kicked out of at least six malls for trying to sell insurance products to people like they had like a sting operation on me and then, the, but I was so good at it that when out of the mall, I sold two policies to the security guards. True store on the way out. I sold it to them in the parking lot. I'm like, listen, I understand you want to protect this mall, but don't you want to protect your family? And it's like, it sold him, sold him, sold it. Yeah, I was good at that.
5: Oh, I hated it. I hated being an insurance agent. I yeah. hated it. I decided when I was 30 years old, I was not going to, this was not going to be my career. So I... Uh, I talked to this guy that was one of my insurance clients that worked at an airline and he was talking about how he flew for free and went everywhere and I go, because my wife had never been on an airplane at the time. She was like begging me, like, I'd want to go somewhere on an airplane. I want to go, so I want to fly on a jet. So I took this job. We started flying. Here's Here's how my wife is. I won't say women. Here's how my wife is. When we first took the job, it was, she was so excited to fly on an airplane, right? And then like five years later, we talk about it. We're going to Los Angeles. Well, how long's the flight? Is there a layover? I'm not flying in one of those little planes. So <laughs> welcome to the spoiled life. <laughs> I started working for an airline, I just absolutely loved it. Mm. And what I loved about it was when you go into that job, it's you do your job, and when you leave, it's somebody else that's going to go uh-huh. on, and it's going to go on without you. And, and it was the first time. Because when I was an insurance agent, I had, before I took a vacation, I had a mountain of paperwork to do that had to be taken care of before I left the office. And then when I came back, there was a mountain waiting for me. Oof. You know, in the airline, you just leave and come back. Three weeks later or two weeks later, there's, it's, there's suitcases. That, right. You know, you, it's the same thing day after day. I loved it. You got free airline. You
0: got to fly for free and all that stuff, right? Or-
5: yeah, but it's standby. So oh, you know, okay. during the, the the busy times, uh, you just sit there, and especially if you have to be somewhere, if you have to be somewhere, it is uh, pretty nerve wracking. And, and then you sit there and you hate the other employees because it's by seniority, mm. and you're like, all of a sudden, there's like steps Four or five <laughs> seats available, and then then they call this family, and then this the, the Waltons get up like mom, dad, and about twenty <laughs> kids, you know, and and you're just like, oh, I hate these, you hate these people, that even though you don't know, because they had a big family,
0: right? Yeah.
1: <sighs> I think working at an airline would be stressful, wouldn't it? Because I've, no one's ever happy. Well, it, it is if you're the, or traveling.
5: If you're the ticket agent. Oh yeah. It, and oh, I some of these agents, I just love mm-hmm. them to pieces because they could just turn the Turn it on and off. And I remember Alec Baldwin came up and someone was, he was waiting in line to talk to my friend, Jennifer. And uh, somebody came up to him and he like snapped at him, a, a fan. And he turns around, Jennifer, he goes, he goes, I'm sorry, but he goes, You don't know what it's like for people all day to ask you the same stupid questions over and over again. And Jennifer goes, Dude. <laughs> I do it for a $10 an hour you get a million so I don't want to hear anything you have to say and it, people at an airport some, something happens because the airport is a potpourri of emotions there's happy people going on vacation there's depressed people coming back from vacation people going to funerals people going off to uh, military service so there's a, there's all this buzz in the airport and then there's people that just don't understand time, the concept of being on time. And you have to, and that's, it's a time-driven industry. And then people don't realize when a plane leaves at 10 o'clock, it leaves, they can shut that door at 10 till it Mm. tells you right on that ticket to be there. So, and, and then there's called pushes or banks at, at a hub like Charlotte is. So all these planes come in from everywhere, and everybody gets off. The terminal is just a mayhem, and then it all goes out. Everybody switches planes. So it, it's, <laughs> this is a, my, these are one of the people you meet that are so funny when they don't know you're observing how funny they are. Because mm-hmm. my friend Jennifer one night was, the, it was just mayhem. The pli- flights are in, and then they know on a computer who's supposed to come from another plane on this flight. So all of a sudden, everything's empty, and she goes, we're missing two people on this flight. And we look way down the hallway, and these people are just moseying
3: <laughs>
5: down, just like walking with feet. And, and she looks and goes, you know, they landed two hours ago. Shut the door. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so they shut the door, and these people just mosey up, and they look and goes. The, where's the plane? It's, it's gone. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, we, you saw us coming. She goes, you didn't have enough stutter in your step. No! <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, you know, they're here with Pizza baro pizza boxes. And they, they're they like, well, we came right over here. And no, you didn't. We And we get that all the time. There's people sitting in the bar that drink. And... uh they, they missed their flight. Well, if you don't
0: pay attention to that <laughs> ticket, I could see getting, you know, getting jammed up with that because you see a certain time and you think, okay, I see, especially if you haven't flown before. You see 10-10 and you think, okay, as long as I'm there by 10-10, I'm good to go. And then you're strolling,
5: yeah. and
0: then that's what's on the other side of it. Well, it's,
5: I, I think this particular flight I told you about, it was like two minutes to the departure. Mm. And if it's two minutes, I think if they would have jogged, <laughs> <laughs> they they would have had a good chance but.
0: so were you working were you working uh in that industry when 9-11 happened
5: yeah yeah Now i never worked in the up uh, the uh interpersonal the upstairs ticket agent thing i worked downstairs in baggage and then i went to night school and became a mechanic and i was a mechanic during um uh, 9-11 how did your job change when that happened with the added security and you know everything that happened at airports what kind of language can we use here? <laughs> those terrorists may as well have flown those planes up my ass. <laughs> and I speak for everybody in the business. Uh, because, I, I, you know, I remember, this is a, a, a concise recap of the day, but I worked in, a ha- in the hangar, and then I'd drive a truck over to the terminal, get Starbucks, and go flirt with the gate agents, you know. And I go over there, it was like 9 o'clock or so, and I saw everybody around the this. It's a bar at night, but they serve breakfast in the morning. There's a bunch of people gathered around watching TV. And you saw the t- one of the towers and smoke, and I go, what's that? And they go, well, a plane flew into the World Trade Center. And most people thought it was some private plane because you don't have a, co- a concept of how big those buildings are.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, I'm like, Whoa, wow. And then I was walking away, and you heard this... Oh, come out of there. And I go, what happened? And go, Another one went in. And then by, by the time I got over to the hangar, you know, the uh, people in charge says, oh, that's, that's a terrorist attack. So uh, when they grounded all the airplanes, whatever wherever a plane was, the closest major airport, they landed. So we went out and we, uh, oh, we had to land and deboard maybe a 50, 60 airplanes. That, oh, wow. They weren't even ours. This was a, 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 a situation where we'd never trained before, but there are airplanes there are airplanes. We just parked them, and there's a United, and here's a, a, a charter, and you just take them. And, and all these people getting off where they were screwed because there were no rental cars, there were no motels. It was mm. just the most chaotic uh, episode I'd ever, I'd ever seen in my life. So it's. It's. You know, hope, hopefully, it never happens again.
0: Uh, well, it, I remember when that happened. I was uh, in college, and uh, that that just changed it. No matter what, it seems like no matter what industry you were in, that had an effect on that industry somehow, whether it be the, the financial implications or something. But it it touched everything. Yeah. And I was just a student at the time. I was in school, but I was going to school in D.C at uh howard and i the way i mean one of the biggest ways it affected me uh was i used to cheat on a lot of my exams and i would take <laughs> I, like i would take how, what do, I, how do we I, let that statement <laughs> <just> go, <yeah. laughs> I, I cheated on something and i had this system where i would take my backpack before the test and sit it in the bathroom behind a trash can so then, during the test, if I get to something that I'm struggling with, I say, "Oh, can I go to the bathroom?" And they say, "Yeah." And then I go and sit on the stall and look at my look at my test. And it was like at-
5: Michael Corleone in The oh, Godfather yeah, had- that had the gun behind <laughs> in the but bathroom.
0: But then 9/11 happened, and I go to do my patented method, and I go there, and my backpack's gone. Oh. The backpack's gone. They've taken it down to Homeland Security because they were inspect any package anywhere. You were supposed to call and investigate packages just left there, so I had to go down and explain why my backpack was sitting in a trash can, uh, what what that was about. So yeah, like all of that, so it totally like I couldn't I couldn't really cheat on anything anymore <laughs> after after that went.
5: So that's how nine eleven affected that's you. Right. I mean, I couldn't so, cheat on anything. So you know. specific, where, where were you? Do you remember where
0: you were or what you yeah. were doing
1: at the time? I was ten, mm. um, and I was I lived in New York. And I was at school, and then um, we were you know, just sitting in class, and a bunch of parents were just rushing in and taking their kids out of school. And they weren't legally allowed to tell us what was going on. So that was really, really scary. Ooh. You're 10 years old, and you see a whole bunch of parents coming in, and everyone's all panicked, but they can't tell you what's happening. Um, so I didn't find out until I went home, and my dad was on a plane at the time. So I was very panicked, but he had, he was, so he was flying out of New York at the time. So of course, you know, your mind goes there, but everything worked out. He was fine. He said he actually saw it when they landed. Um, they didn't quite say what was happening when he landed and he saw it on television and he's like, this is a poor taste movie. He had no idea that it was like actually happening. Wow. So, but it, it, it worked out. He, he was fine. Of course. Um. But it, it was it was a scary experience, especially in New York. You know, the panic was just tenfold all over the country, but especially in New York. Oh. I couldn't
5: imagine. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine. Now, there's a, I have a humorous story if you believe there's a humorous story because mm-hmm. we worked in uh, maintenance and we worked uh, downstairs and we knew, I I knew uh, Captain Sullenberger, the guy that landed the plane, right? <laughs> and uh, so we had uh, you know we were mechanics and. And my friend, who was just the biggest—he's uh, a scumbag, you know—he's a halfway decent-looking guy. This was before nine eleven. He read this book before it became a movie called *Catch Me If You Can*, put the story about Frank Abagnale, and the whole thing in there—that if you're wearing an airline captain's uniform, girls just love you. You know, mm. they love a man in uniform. So this guy was the, found the channels. This was a. August, late August of 2001, he got a couple people to order him an airline pilot's uniform so he could go down to Myrtle Beach and get laid, <laughs>
3: <laughs> right?
5: So, took two weeks to order, right? So, his order came in for his airline pilot uniform on september the 12th (laughs) after all this can you imagine after all this happened here's a a civilian getting an airline pilot uniform so all of a sudden like this would have been a company discipline thing now now it's the fbi oh yeah oh gosh yeah and uh you know, we, we told him, I said, you got to go in and you got to just say, you know, I'm a scumbag and I was going to wear it to pick up women. <laughs> and uh, he, he goes, well, that's the most pathetic thing. <laughs> it sounds like a lie. And I'm like, nah, it's, you know, you got to pony up on this one.
0: Hold on. So then how do you, so, okay. So then you, you're, you, you finish school and then you, you enter insurance and then you go into the airline industry. Right. So how does the transition to comedy happen?
5: Uh, let's see, it, it, after uh, September 11th, the, the airline was just struggling and then bankruptcy. And then they, they um, by 2005, my department had been phased out through bankruptcy. And um, that was right around the time I joined Toastmasters and started making some speeches and all that. And I, I, I know I did, I, I won a North Carolina pub, uh, public speaking contest, humorous speaking and then I got, I, my, uh, my wife's friend got me to come to a comedy class graduation back when um, like Tom Haynes taught it and Julie Scoggins taught it. So uh, I, I watched the graduation. And I thought, oh, these people are terrible. I can do this. <laughs> so I took the class. And, you know, in the classes you have a couple people that stand out. And this particular class that I watched, nobody stood out. It was just <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, took, I took the class, and uh, you know that graduation. Everybody's been in that class, that graduation where all your friends are there. You're on the top of the world. Yeah. I just killed it. And then Joel goes, okay, try a set a, 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 the next week to people that don't know you. And I realized how hard it was because I just – and then you – you talk about stage time when you are up there and, and you don't have that, uh, that stage time or <clears throat> whatever the goods or whatever they want to call it. And you're dying, you know, and you just, instead of you grab the stick and go mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> and you just, and uh, that's what they're talking about. All this stage time, stage time. And you, Cause you realize you go through the bombing and, real and, once you come out of like, well, that didn't go over. So, so what? I don't that you get that I don't care. I'm bulletproof uh, thing that you need. So I, I did that, and then, but, but my big thing. I was almost fifty years old when I started. Mm-hmm. And it, whether you start out to say you're so young, you're in your twenties, Spencer. You know, that's the perfect time to start. Because mm-hmm. well, you know, you look at Spencer. She's funny too. Yeah, and you know she's going to be funnier. Right, you know, you know, she's just gonna develop. Where people look at me when I'm fifty, figured I've been doing it for twenty years. Like, <laughs> well, that's as funny as he's ever gonna be. <laughs> you know, I, I I was not allowed to go through the same learning curve as everybody else because it looking as old as I did. Right, and uh, it was a it was a big boundary for me, every level because you know they want anybody they put up to feature. It's like, okay, we're this is the minor leagues. We're grooming he him or her for headlining, you know? Where me is like, well, he's funny, but he's done. There's nowhere he's gonna go. And then you know, my friend Al Ernst says you the the only alternative for you is to be is to be so good they can't ignore you anymore. Uh-huh. So I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> <laughs> so then you 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 got to a point
0: where you were like, this is what's for me. Because when you make a decision to pursue comedy, your family comes with you. I mean, it's not just you making that decision. This time, you got a wife, children. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. How
5: did that go over? Well, between? it was my retirement, so uh, I always have a joke. Like, I'm so fortunate to have a wife that doesn't miss me when I leave. But uh, – <laughs> No, no, it's, she's down with the traveling, and, and you know, I'm, I'm home four days a week, so three or four days a week. And then she goes on the good trips, <clears throat> like to the Bahamas and Cabo and all that. She doesn't want to go to Knoxville or <laughs> Little Rock, Arkansas. No interest in that at all, no, uh, no, I, it's, it's my retirement, but then I was like, well, you can't approach this like uh, retirement, a uh, leisurely thing if you want to be successful at it. So you, all of a sudden now I'm working harder than I did when I had a real job. So it's, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's one of the coolest things about comedy. I think it, you can get in at any age. There might be obstacles if you're, you know, way younger or a lot older, but it's one of those things that you can just jump into at any point of your life. And so do you find that you, do you meet a lot of other comics that are around your age that started as late as you started?
5: Not many, not many. Like, <clears throat> even if you start in your 40s, you still have that, uh, I think that 10-year, that 7-year gap where you're trying to le- learning everything. And by the time I was done with my 7 or 8 years, I was like 56, 50, you know, 50, four, five or something. And I would, I'd have comics that, would bring me to open forum which is always good and you'd get excited about that but a room would see you for the first time and you'd get some laughs and and then a headliner comes out and blows it out and, and you're just the guy that gets laughs and they just view you as something that's as funny as you're ever going to be and i'd never i was i never got back to those rooms i just until later then i you know go to the, comedy festivals the The best thing was the slo comedy festival where it's it's not a one of these comedy competitions where the voting is by bookers or professionals the voting was done by the audience and i go out there and, and mm-hmm. i'm so happy that they even accepted me in the festival and the reason they did was they said we needed an old guy to round out the field <laughs> and he goes we kept looking at these old people's videos and they were awful, awful, awful. And yours came on to go, Well, this guy'll do And then I I just did the shows and the voting. Oh, there was Dale Jones was in it and, and uh, Tonnelly Davis and oh there's Colin Moulton and they were monsters out there. Well I just flew home happy and then my, when I landed in Charlotte my turned my phone on there was text from people at the festival. Where'd you go? You got you were voted the best in the fest. You're in the showcase and I'm like, Really? <gasps> So then I went back the next year. For three years I got voted, and it was the audience where I, I, in my opinion, if it was booking agents, I would have never even made that cut because they're looking at, well, I'm looking for the next thing, Mm. where the audience is looking for who made me laugh tonight. Right, right. So that's the barriers I faced. That's why I'm going to make a fortivational speaking. <laughs> it's tough to be a motivator. I've got a daughter. Do- that is true. My daughter's been in college like forever. and I'm like, how can I be a motivational speaker when I can't get you to go to class? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, that, but that seems to be like the gift and the curse of it because, okay, you at, at 50 years old, uh, you're further along in life, but also you're further along in life. So in terms of your material – and your frame of reference, you've got more stuff to talk about than a 30-year-old or a 20-year-old. Yeah, or, so, yeah. it's like that, so it's like in, in some ways you're more interesting because there's just been more stuff and, right. and more wisdom and more experiences you've learned from. So it's like there's that give and take where – and that's why maybe the audiences, they're drawn to the material because you're talking – about, and then the bookers are looking at the age part but the audiences are, you know, wowed by everything you've been through and talked about, and especially when you talk about your life. I mean, you've just you've done a lot of stuff.
5: Well, there, there's the, you know, the, my life is, the, is relatable to some about the kids and the money and all that. But then I, I was a boring person. The, the, I don't have the stories of going to jail. I've never been to jail. Ugh. And you're like, oh, some of these comics come up. They've been to jail and then yeah. the, 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 the police and then the, the, the whoring around. Uh, boy, I missed all that. I mean, I,
1: there's still time, Sid. Oh,
5: well. It's never yeah. too late. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm enlightened now.
0: Well, we got it covered here because Spencer was in jail and I was a complete whore. <laughs> uh, so Were you, you in jail?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that piqued my excitement. I was going to say, what? Can you go to jail?
0: <laughs> no, nah, that, so that's, I mean, that's. I, It's really admirable. Have you ever had people uh, come up to you and tell you how much they just kind of admire that about
5: you? I've had people come up and say they've, uh, before I was on Sirius Radio, I've heard your stuff on Sirius and I think it's great. I'm thinking in my head, I've never been on Sirius. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's, that's the thing, you know, that the barrier that I talked about is I have to carry myself like I have been around 30 years. You just haven't seen me. Mm. I kinda have to give that off. And that's 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 very hard to do, but, you, but that comes with stage times. Um and I and I, I and Joel Pace has told me this, like when when I am featuring, if I'm doing a warm up act, I have a whole different energy than I do as if I'm headlining. Mm. I because when I'm out there and I'm headlining, I feed off that energy like this is the place to be. Mm. Whereas, from, man, it's hard to shed when you're featuring. It's just like, somebody's coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm only getting a couple on our box tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, that was one of the things I did. Uh, bad habits because if I'm featuring or MCing, I'm like, well, you know, I'm not getting paid tonight. I'm not getting paid as much. I'm going to try new material because uh, they'll forget about me as soon as so-and-so comes out and it, I realized you know you have to take every show like it's an audition and and blow it out it took me about 6 7 years to learn that hmm
0: so then it, i mean you so you you made that decision that you're going to be a comedian full time at 50 some years old
5: about yeah 51 something like that 51 years 50 old. 51
0: yeah so there there but there had to be a point where you just said that, because cause to me when you when you do it that late in life, because a lot of times when you tell people you want to be a comedian, they think like that's something like not childish, but like come on, really, like that's that's what we're gonna do here. But so for you to reach that point at fifty some years old, like there's some real personal like reflection that 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 comes from. It's not like when you're twenty, like ah, I'm gonna go do some comedy. Yeah, it's like yeah. this is. I mean, this is fifty years old here. Like, I'm gonna devote my life to this.
5: Right, right. That's,
0: That's powerful.
5: Well, yeah, you, but it, it happens a day at a time. You don't realize how powerful it is until you kind of look at it in retrospect, because you didn't you know, kind of just attack it one show at a time. And, which I, you know, maybe I should have looked at it at a at a. What's the opposite of retrospect? I should have looked at it this because I had no goals. <laughs> I had no goal. I'm. Because you you know there's comics out there that you, you have their presentation and their and their perseverance is just off the charts and then that's that there's more to this business than being funny there's the whole marketing thing mm-hmm. and uh, where oh I'm just I'm worst at the at the marketing thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as hard yeah. as I, hate, I hate it
1: now when I um when I have a show I wonder if I'm going to invite my parents a lot and. And when I do, I do my dirtiest stuff because I want them to be proud. Do you have that with your kids? <laughs> like, that's a different perspective for you. Do you feel that same way when you invite your kids? Do you feel like there's limitations or, of what you can say?
5: Uh, no, but, you know, like it's just like I say, I'm a, a boring person. I have this whole bit about the car and the lake. But there, there was a guy at U.S. Air who talked about his son who was a, who was such a brilliant student, and, and he, he put a car in a lake. And that's like we said, <laughs> you know, when they put the car in the lake, did his bumper sticker have my son's a gifted student? Do you see that <laughs> when you came out? Now, that didn't happen to my son. And then I tried telling the story about somebody else, and then I tried it one night where I personalized it and made it about my son, and it was a lot funnier. And I get cracked on by other comics. Well, well that's not real. That really didn't happen to you. And like, you know— I understand that. I'm not Louis C.K. I'm not, uh, or these comics that stand up and go, well, this is what's wrong with our life. You know, I'm, I'm like the Dale Jones and the Greg Hans and sit down and laugh and, you know, take, take it for what it is. So uh, I'm not here to save the world. I'm here to give you a good night's laugh.
0: Well, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Well, I mean, we could talk to you all day long, Sid, but... Looks like uh, we got to wrap things up here. So uh, This was fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for coming, man. We had, a, we had a ball.
2: The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baldechevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.